Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 58. Welcome. Welcome to this beautiful fall day, mid-October 2020, or at least as close as we're getting to a fall day here in Southern California for a little while. It's um, beautiful weather right now. The other day, was it yesterday? Maybe Friday? It was 100 degrees here. (laughs) Not a beautiful fall day, but we're getting there. We're going to be merely in the 80s for the next uh, few days, so that feels pretty good right now. My husband and I just came back from a bike ride, which is my new Sunday morning activity. I love riding bikes. I like to hike, but man, I love to ride bikes, and I found out that not everybody does, (laughs) especially other members of my family. So last few weekends, um, my hubby and I have been We've got a bike rack, loading the bikes up and, and going to this place where we can kind of ride besides this. Um, frankly, it's it's called the Arroyo. It's a man-made, um, well, if I'm honest, a man-made drainage <laughs> ditch. <laughs> but it looks a little bit like a river. Um, so we've been doing that. It's very long, so we're taking it in different sections every week. So, so that was fun. I meant it to be something that we, um, I wanted to start implementing a like weekly family fun thing. I I feel like I really need to take advantage of the fact that all my kids are home. Uh, My kids are now 18 to 22. So it's quite a gift um, that the two older ones who should be in, who are in college and out of college um, are home right now. Because obviously that was, that was never the plan. Um, But I'm like, we should be doing more fun things. It's so easy to settle into this rhythm where every single day is like the one before, right? Because we are still, you know, relatively on lockdown. It's, it's not, it's just thing, life is different right now. Um, So I thought, okay, we're going to do a weekend hike or a bike ride or something like that. And um, basically it's very hard to get them out of bed. (laughs) <laughs> and it's you got to do it in the morning here because it's too hot otherwise. Um, so it's just been me and my hubby the last couple of weeks. But next week, we're going to just put it on the table. We're leaving. We're leaving at 10. If you want to come, get up and let's let's all go because I think they would all enjoy it. So, so um, check bike ride for today. And uh, it's just, you know, really nice to be outside during this um, this time of year. I love it. What else is going on? Um, Oh, here's another fun thing about having your um, grown, uh, you know, young adults, let's call them young adult children home, is, um, you know, the election's coming up, and don't worry, I'm not really going to talk about politics or anything, but as we were um, filling out our ballots, it's kind of fun. What I, I did this thing where every night we would talk about a proposition over dinner. That only lasted for a few nights because, for the easier ones, that didn't bear a lot of discussion, um, because then it was too much reading out loud during dinner. <laughs> As we tried to untangle some of the more complicated ones, but it's been really fun to discuss um, the propositions with these kids because they have different way they see they see things differently and they have different ways of getting information instead of like you know looking up say what different newspapers have all you know read obviously we read it but then also look up what other newspapers have you know how they've analyzed it things like that um, you know they're going well you know, on this subreddit, this is what people are saying, you know, like, so they just have these different sources. And so that's been, um, I don't know, it's just been really fun. So those uh, ballots filled out, getting dropped in the Dropbox today. And um, I'm glad that that's (laughs) 
wrestling with those is over because that did take a few weeks. Um, what else is happening? Oh my gosh, I actually ventured um, to the hair salon and I got a haircut. I was going to look it up. It's been at least eight, maybe 10 months since I've had a haircut. I mean, a professional one. I did, I did hack up my hair once myself and regretted it, to be honest with you. Um, I've gone like the curly girl thing since the pandemic, and I was really holding out for a true hurly, curly girl haircut, um, but I just can't find. I live in Southern California. you think that would not be a hard thing to find, but it is. So I ended up just going to a hairdresser I've known before who has curly hair herself, which re- that really helps, to be honest with you. We actually, when my daughter started getting the curly girl haircuts, we went to someone who was certified in that type of cut, but did not have curly hair herself, and it, it did not go well. So... Um, Anyways, it's, um, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to just have a bunch of old ends. And I just, um, it's, you know, I have not even put any heat on my hair since the pandemic began. So it's not like it was really damaged. It just was so out of any kind of shape. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it just sort of reached crisis proportions <laughs> for myself. But I felt, honestly, I don't know how you guys are, are handling some of these uh, activities we're allowed to do now, but um it's a huge salon. It probably has 30 chairs. All the windows were open. And I think there were three other people getting haircuts in this very large building besides me. So it felt it felt safer, really, than the grocery store, except for the fact that I did have a woman, you know, closer than six feet cutting my hair. But she was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. She was mostly behind me. Actually, she was always behind me. So um, it, it worked out just fine. Um, and I'm just so... <laughs> The little things in life, right? Right now, it's the little things in life. And I thought one of the reasons I didn't want to get a haircut actually is I knew there would be like this pressure. I thought there would be this pressure to color my hair. Like, oh my gosh, girl, this is a travesty. But she was like, you know what? It doesn't look that bad. All I do is put in a couple like super blonde highlights to kind of tie it all together. And I think you're fine, which is which I didn't do this time. But I thought, oh, good, because the front of my hair is completely white. But people keep telling me it just looks very, very blonde. And I am choosing I am choosing to believe them. All right. That's enough of the chit chat. Let's get into quilting. But first, I'd like to thank the Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. Join the Fat Quarter Shop for their 14th annual Designer Mystery Block of the Month Club. This quilt will leave you with a sugar rush with 12 sampler blocks by designers from Moda Fabrics to sweeten the deal. Each quilt block finishes at a 12-inch square and features strawberries and rhubarb fabric by Fig Tree Quilts from Moda Fabrics. This club is perfect for beginners all the way to experienced quilters. It runs from June 2021 to May 2022 and ships around the 10th of every month. They also have the Designer Mystery Finishing Kit and Backing Set, which are available separately. Purchase all three to complete the entire quilt, which finishes at 66.5 by 84.5 inches. That is a nice, big-sized quilt. I will put a link in the show notes so that you can see more. It's a beautiful quilt. All right, let's talk some quilting. I finished a quilt. I am very excited. I finally, finally, finally finished the Rooftop Wonders quilt, which I've been talking about incessantly for a couple of years. Um, this is a quilt by Amy Ellis. It looks very improv but it's actually very ingeniously built on a single block that you um, 
color wise, your color choices can be um, very improv-y and, but then you just turn this block all these different ways and you would, you know, you can't even see where the block begins and ends. It looks very improv And um, I've gone through so many levels <laughs> of emotions about this, <laughs> this quilt. And ultimately, you know what? I love it. When I first laid it out, I was like, oh my gosh, what did you see in this quilt? I don't really get it. Now I love it. Um, I actually have purchased um, some just kind of plain linen bedding for my son's bed. This is for my son. I purchased some just plain linen bedding, which is like my favorite kind of bedding. And I think this quilt is going to look so perfect, like at the foot of his bed that he can, you can use as a blanket. He can use to um, snuggle when he's just laying there reading or um, frankly laying there doing school <laughs> these days. So, um, yeah, I, I was quilted with, um, I'll, I'll put a picture. I am hoping to go photograph this today. Um, I've got four finished quilts that I've finished since March that need to be photographed. So I'm hoping to go do that today. Um, but, uh, it's, it's so, it's very, there's, it's all built on squares and rectangles. And he chose this wavy line, um, quilting to go through it. I had it long armed by, uh, Deanna Senzano over at Sewing Blue and she did a beautiful job and he loves it. Um, and I, and just did a, um, a dark gray border, not border, I hate borders, um, binding on it. And I just finished it last night while he was at work and I had it like um, hanging over the, um, the stair rail into our loft, you know, so that he would see it right when he walked in. And then I was in the backyard when he came in and I was like, Ben, did you notice anything when you walked in? And he's like, no. <laughs> But then he went and got it. He's super excited. So yay for finished quilts. It feels it feels so good. So the next quilt, I talked about it last time. Um, I'm going to talk about it again, though, because I've started it. Start is like, I've cut things out and laid them on a design wall. Does that count as start? That's because that's as far as I've gotten. Um, it is a quilt called Brush Strokes by Shiner's View. It's a free pattern. I put a link last time in the show notes. I'll put it again this time. You basically have to sign up for her um, newsletter um, to get this free pattern. It's completely worth it, I believe. Um, so it's a free pattern. And I just have to tell you, okay, first, one thing at a time. One is it is, um, what is the word? It's a be It's like a beginner's improv quilt. There's a better term for that. So she actually gives you instructions um, on how to do these, um, you know, kind of, um, instead of stripe, instead of, you know, like, yeah, like instead of a long rectangle that's straight that, you know, you cut it kind of at an angle and she gives you, um, so th that's how it's improv. -y. You can do that in different ways. You can, um, put them together in a little bit different way, but there is a pattern to this. And oh my gosh, I just have to tell you that it's like a, I don't know, it's like a 12 page pattern and it's free. And there are charts everywhere. Um, and it's for, I don't know, three or four sizes. So <laughs> I just have to say that she should have charged for this pattern. It is so involved. And I say that as a person who has several free patterns on my website, including one called the, the Loyal Heights um, uh, Uneven Irish Chain Quilt, which people email me all the time. If you go on Pinterest, it's my very most popular pattern, most popular pin on Pinterest. Lots of people make them and take pictures and I absolutely love it. And I only made the pattern because people kept asking me, 
you know, like how to do it. So all is the most bare bones pattern ever. It's just basically a printout from EQ with some very sketchy instructions. And um, it makes me feel a little bit guilty when I see the amount of work that she has put into this quilt pattern. Um, but anyways, it looks really cool. I'm using the, um, the leftovers from uh, the, the Rooftop Wonders quilt. It's made as a, I think it's a, a four color quilt. Um, and what she has it in, in the, in the uh, actually pattern as two different colors of green and two different colors of blue, um, like different shades. Um, the one that really caught my eye was it all done in autumn colors. And that's when I went, I have some of those, you know, fabrics from Ben's quilt. I didn't have enough to make it a four color quilt. So it's basically going to be an eight color quilt, but they're all those really autumn tones. Um, because you needed like a half yard of each of the four colors and I basically had a quarter yard of more like eight fabric so it's going to be fine um and I'm excited to do it I'm kind of hoping that my other son likes it um there's bunk beds in that room and and so that he's going to also have that sort of plain linen um bed like a duvet cover and this would be super cool on the foot of that bed but if he doesn't like it then I will take it because um, I am super excited about that so that's the brush strokes quilt pattern and it is what I am currently working on and um, I just I thought it was going to be super easy and I think that once you get into um, you know understanding the pattern it will be but it's uh yeah she did a really nice job of of laying out diagrams and, and explanations I never talked about my cup of tea. I always do that. I put it right here on my notes to talk about my tea. And I've got the, the tin sitting here, so I talk about it. And I still didn't, but I'm going to do it right now um, because it's a very fall tea. It's Harney and Sons Hot Cinnamon Spice. And um, I love this tea. I've been waiting for a while to drink it because it seems like very fall and it still is a little warm here to be drinking it, but I just couldn't wait. It's apparently one of their biggest sellers and I had no idea of that until I got some. If you, as a child, liked hot tamales, I guess you don't have to be a child, you could like them now, or Jolly Ranchers, um, oh, what were those called? They were, uh, fire sticks, you know, that cinnamon Jolly Rancher kind of candy. That's what this tastes like, even though there's no sugar in it. So it's cinnamon, uh, it says it's black tea with orange and sweet clove, and obviously cinnamon. It's delicious, So, and it would be just absolutely perfect for fall. So definitely check that out. All right, now, moving on from the tea back to quilting. So I finished a quilt, I started a quilt. Um, Patty and I are starting to chat about our next handpiece quilt along, um, which will be in 2021. And we are super excited about it. Um, the planning stages are fun, actually. It's gonna be done, we've done two sampler quilts. If, if you're new to the podcast, um, we've, Patty from Elm Street Quilts and I have done um, two handpiece quilts along, quilt alongs. Um, and they were both sampler quilts of nine different blocks. And we're doing it a little bit different this time. Um, we don't want to just keep repeating the past. So um, just keep, you know, keep your eyes open for some more information about that. But that is very exciting. And I'm also like now I'm hooked on um, working with solid fabric. So I'm, you know, playing around with sort of a semi-solid um, for that quilt in a color palette that is completely out there for me, very different from what I usually do. I'll tell you that, you know, so I'm playing around with an EQ8 
And the first way I color this quilt is all with, with grays, two colors of gray and two colors of blue. And I love it. I love it. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, you did a whole, and then there's a background fabric, like so white. And I did, I loved it, but I'm like, you know, you did a blue and white quilt last year for the handpiece quilt along. <laughs> and I'm like having this conversation myself. I know because I like blue and white quilts. But then I said, okay, challenge yourself to color this quilt in a way that is completely different for you. And um, so I played around with some things and I think I landed on something I, and I haven't gotten or ordered the fabric yet, but I, and I'm just kind of leaving the, the door open every once I look at it and I think, yes, yes, I like this new way. That's very pretty. It's, and I, and then I look at the blue and I'm like, oh, but I really like the blue one, but I think I'm going to do, I, I mean, I'm never going to move forward as a quilter if I don't do some things that are outside my comfort zone, right? So I think it's important that we push ourselves to do things, to use colors we don't normally use aka yellow <laughs> um, and uh, and for me also purple not using purple in this quilt but um, yeah I just I think that we find things that we like that we didn't know we liked by by stretching ourselves so that's what I'm I'm, I'm trying to do with this one the other thing I just wanted to mention um, as long as we're talking quilting and sewing is my friend Minky Kim um, has started a YouTube channel and I mean she's always, she's had a YouTube channel for a while but she's really doing a bunch of tutorials and it's so fun to watch her process and she's so good at photographing and videoing and she picks really good music and um, so she has been doing tutorial videos to go along with some new patterns that she's doing and they're super fun to watch and the I had texted her one day I said oh my gosh the music is just like so relaxing <laughs> it's just you know kind of just fun I just had it on there so I'll put a link in the show notes but definitely check out um, Mickey's YouTube channel if you need a little bit of inspiration to do some Zaka type sewing um, she just uh, recently put up one for a drawstring like a knitting bag um, and she's done these really cute ones for like slippers and definitely zipper pouches things like that so definitely check that out before we completely leave the sewing segment here, I wanted to talk about a couple books that I got from C&T. And um, the first one is called Gemstone Quilts, Creating Fire and Brilliance in Fabric, Step-by-Step Step by M.J. Kinman. And have you seen these types of quilts that look like gems, that look like rubies and emeralds and sapphires and diamonds and things like that? Um, one gemstone quilt I know um, won QuiltCon a few years ago and they're paper pieced because everything's very pointy and spiky lots of weird shapes and if you've ever been attracted to that kind of a quilt this is a super cool book the beginning of it actually has a bunch of um, like photographs of some actual um, gems so that you can see how real gems look um, under like, you know, close up, I'm not sure if it's under a microscope, but you know, all those gazillions of facets. And I think so that you kind of know what you are striving for. And um, she talks about all the different shapes and how different cuts of um, gems give you different shapes of facets. I mean, she's really like studied this. Um, and, and the different types of colors that come up with actual um, 
gems. Like I'm looking at uh, one, an aquamarine, which is my birthstone. And um, all the different colors that come up, you know, uh, aquamarine is a light blue, right? But that's not the only color that shows up in the different facets. And um, so then, then there's obviously it's, it's her method um, and a lot of, um, you know, coloring sheets in the back to help you figure out the coloration of your quilt and just basically any resource that you would need to pull off what looks like a quite a complicated quilt. Um, I just realized that I said it was paper piece, but it's not. It's um, you use freezer paper templates to get all those crazy shapes as you sketch out the, the how you want to do the facets for your quilt. So anyways, I just was uh, I just thought this was an amazing book. So if that type of a quilt has been like on your bucket list, then there's the perfect book for it. The other book I want to talk about is um, is a planner. Now I talked a couple weeks ago about a quilt planner um, that they have, and they also now have a knit and crochet project planner, and this is pretty cool. So it's it's set up a lot like um, the quilt planner, um, but it's just you know like all the visuals on it are all knitting related, which is super fun. So you've got your your um, year at a glance where you can kind of um, sketch out like for instance if you're going to want to do uh christmas gifts that are that are knitted or crocheted you can you know kind of say i probably start those in october and you know you can just kind of plan out your year that way um and then there is um how many space for how many projects 12 12 projects is that true or is it 11 it's 11 projects um where you've got places to sketch you've got little um checklist to check things off you've picked your pattern you've done your swatch you've you know, picked colors you've calculated you've created it you've done the finishing work all that kind of stuff you've blocked it nice little checklist there and um and then there's a tracking log for like if you want to um, do things for charity or um, knit alongs things like that um, and then some information at the end about you know stuff for local yarn shops you know um, any kind of contact information and then there's a whole reference section at the at the end which is kind of cool um, with all your knitting and crocheting terms and um, symbols and things like that so anyways this is very cool my daughter is waiting very patiently for me to talk about it because she wants to do it <laughs> she wants to use it um, she is super into crochet right now um, and what she's been crocheting which I think she saw it online and it is insanely simple but she's doing these little pumpkins which is just a you could so easily do them um, knitted too if you just knitted um, a rib a, a ribbed um, rectangle so she's doing some sort of a crochet that creates a rectangle and then you uh, sew it up one side so now it's a tube and then you draw together the top and the bottom well I guess you better do the the bottom so that it's you know tight together and then you stuff it and draw together the top now you have a circle and then you just string yarn around it um, at intervals and pull it in so that it looks like a pumpkin and then she on one of her walks she got some little twigs to stick in the top so there's actually a little wooden stem in it um, so she's just knitting them out of scrap yarn and they're all over the house now as a matter of fact she's going to trade Minky I showed Minky them one day I'm like oh look what Chloe's doing and she's like I want one I will trade her for this little zipper pouch <laughs> I'm like all right deal so we still need to 
make that trade. Um, so we have them in kind of weird colors because it's just leftover. We've got like a tan one and a burgundy one and one out of white cotton yarn. <laughs> they're not super fallish necessarily, um, but they're adorable. So it's Chloe's doing all the yarn, um, all the yarn work in this house. Although I got to say that I am beginning to get the urge to, um, to knit some socks and she really likes little shorty socks. So they're really quick. Um, but if we're going to start the handpiece quilts along, I've, I've got my handwork, um, already cut out for me and I'm still hand quilting, uh, the last handpiece quilts along quilt. So I, I've got plenty of handwork. I just kind of probably should leave the knitting alone for right now. All right, let's move on to books and TV and movies and things like that, which, you know, I almost didn't record this podcast today because I really don't have anything to talk about here. <laughs> I have so little to talk about because I'm just in deep into long series. Um, but I did start a new book. It's called uh, Knit One, Pearl One by Gil McNeil. She's the one that did the, uh, oh boy, Beach Street Knitting Society and Yarn Club. I think that's what it's called. And it apparently is a series of at least three. I read the first one, I feel like uh, summer before last when we were at the beach, which was really nice. It's a cute story about um, a single mom who takes over her grandmother's uh, yarn shop uh, in a seaside town in England. So, I mean we've just checked all the boxes right there right <laughs> so that was really fun and um I didn't even know there were some other ones uh out but I don't even know how but it came up on my kindle that it was a dollar 99 this one and it turns out it's book three and I said okay I bought it for a dollar 99 and then I went back and said when I realized it was book three I looked at book two which was like $12 and I'm being very cheap and so I just decided to read book three and um, you know there's definitely some spoilers for some things that had happened in book two but I'm, I'm not really devoted to the series it's just fun um, you know crafty fiction so it's fine so I'm enjoying that I'm not very far but um, that's the one new book I'm reading, um, you know, because I'm just always incessantly uh, listening to, you know, some Louise Penny book that I've already <laughs> listened to. Or I'm still actually working on the Truly Madly Guilty by um, Leon Moriarty with this, this story that I just, um, I don't really like anybody in it, but I, I don't give it up. And it's taken me forever to get through it because I don't listen to it very often, but I'm still just not ready to, to give it up because I want to find out what happened at the barbecue, which is they keep alluding to something big happening at a barbecue. And uh, so I kind of want to know that. If I really bail out, I'm just going to look online, <laughs> see if I can find a spoiler. So that's really it for books. I'm sorry. If you do um, join the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group, we do share what we're reading um, a lot in that group. And um, so I just, I fill up my Goodreads list constantly with suggestions. And um, so hop on over and join that Facebook group and you can kind of get in on the, on what, what, what other people are reading. And there's just tons of really good suggestions. I feel like we're all very like-minded over there. We all tend to like the same kinds of um, books. And so um, that's always a great resource. So um, again, again, with the TV and movies, we, I'm just kind of, I'm plugging away with McLeod's Daughters on Acorn, my Australian soap opera. I love it so much. It has a gazillion episodes, like I'm telling you, 32 episodes in a season. Like, who does that? I don't know, but I love it. It's 
from the early 2000s. So that's really before I think they gave up on the standard, you know, what, what did TV shows used to be? Like 26 episodes in a season when I was a kid. Um, and this one even, you know, does that up like 32 episodes. That's crazy. Um, I did take a break from that, that you're going to laugh, to watch the McLeod's Daughter McLeod's daughter's movie that was apparently supposed to be the pilot could not get through that did not enjoy that at all so they definitely did some improvements on things um when they when they did the show so just plugging away I've got a whole list of things that I want to watch when I finally finish that on Acorn and then there's some new PBS shows I talked about them last episode um Flesh and Blood there's also another one PBS is emailing me things but so there's lots of good you know I definitely have a list of things when I finally finish this, but I'll also be sad when I finish it because I think I will definitely be into it for over 200 episodes, which is kind of crazy. Um, every once in a while, we try to make the kids watch some kind of classic TV show, uh, not TV show, movie. Uh, you know, So we've gone through um, and we've watched Terminator, I'm completely blanking out on some of the other, um, you know, like, you know, Godfather, things like that, that are not, not current. So we watched with Chloe. This was not my, my idea. As a matter of fact, I did it rather begrudgingly. We watched Silence of the Lambs. Um, I haven't seen that. I saw it in the theater and whenever that was late eighties, early nineties, and really didn't want to watch it again, but um, it wasn't really as scary as I remembered it being, um, but that was that was just kind of a fun a fun night uh, to I don't know just kind of remember where my life was you know what it's like we were talking about how, how music and smells and things like that can can take you back to to different parts of your life so vividly like so seeing that movie in a theater in my mid twenties um, was just like oh gosh I remember where my life was where I was working and everything so that was kind of fun but. Um, yeah, th- those kind of scary movies aren't really my thing, to be honest with you. So the rest of the watching is just all comfort watching right now because we are just so sick of this pandemic and just trying to do things to make ourselves feel good. Um, my husband and I are rewatching The West Wing, which I adore that show. And so that's been kind of fun. Um, Chloe and I are very, very slowly plugging away at Gilmore Girls. We finally got Rory off to college. We've been watching for six years we've been very slowly blocking away at the Gilmore Girls so that's been kind of fun so yeah not a lot going on I hope you guys are finding something that's you know kind of fun and mindless to watch while you sew so let's round this episode out with a little bit this is usually my homemaking segment I want to talk a little bit more about um like taking care of your mental health as we are I don't know eight nine months into this whole pandemic it's getting old, isn't it, people? And I don't want this. I want this to be a happy place for you to be. So I don't really want to moan and groan about it. But I, I noticed a few things about myself that I thought I would just um, mention and pass on to you, just in case you're kind of feeling the same way. I kind of realized at some point um, that I was in kind of a slight depression. I honestly think that my obsession with like watching McLeod's daughters. Um, instead of like doing a more normal amount of reading and things like that, it's just my way of escape. And it's so easy and it's so mindless. I mean, you know, you get into watching TV too much and then reading gets a little bit hard. You know, it's, it requires more concentration. And so I, I do kind of think that's what's behind my obsession with, um, w- with watching that show. 
And so I kind of recognize that, have forced myself to turn it off and, and go read or listen to an audiobook or, or better yet, do nothing, you know, go do my chores, clean the bathrooms without anything in my ears. And it's kind of amazing the, the thoughts, the things, you know, that come through when you're, when there's so much input, there's no time to deal with what your, your body and your brain might be telling you. So I kind of realized that I was maybe suffering from a little bit of a slight depression. I mean, nothing to, to worry about, but just, you know, just trying to escape. I also was having headaches constantly, like for weeks, months, maybe just this low level headache all the time that I was blaming on, and it possibly could be part of it, um, my, the ergonomics of how I'm sitting at my desk during the day. And I've, and I've been working more, I've been working almost full time. And so my neck would start to hurt. But ultimately, um, I think I realized what it was, is that I have just been chronically dehydrated. I drink a lot of tea, I drink a lot of coffee, but it's not the same as drinking water. And so a friend of mine and I decided we would do this little challenge. And we started this three weeks before, um, before the election saying, okay, um, let's do a little, uh, she calls it a boot camp. I'm just calling it like a challenge of really cleaning things up for this period of time, just to see how we feel. And then we can make decisions about how to move forward in November. And, and one of the things was, um, no drinking, no, no drinking wine or, or anything like that. Cause that's another like a little bit, uh, not, not an alcoholic sense, but just a, a coping mechanism of every day seeming so much like the next is just like looking forward to like having a glass of wine with dinner or before more, it's like before dinner, like while I'm making dinner. And so, um, I made myself a little checklist of all the things I was really going to clean up. I was also kind of starting to cheat a little too often on my no sugar or white flour um, eating, you know, that I've been trying to do since uh, the end of June. So I made myself a checklist of no sugar, no white flour, no chips. Chips is kind of like, has been my cheat, even though, you know, it's, it's my loophole food. Um, it's usually tortilla chips too, um, because it's not sugar and it's not white flour, but it is obviously very heavily processed. So no chips and no alcohol. And, um, so I have that. I've also been doing a very simple form of tracking what I eat just in my notes app. Um, I'm still doing the intermittent fasting, um, which has been working really well. And, um, and then other little checklists like, um, drinking at least 64 ounces of water and, actually trying to do more than that. I have a cute purple, um, a 32 ounce mason jar. That's my water glass. So at least two of those, if three is even better and making sure I'm taking my vitamins that's on there. And also two minutes of stretching, one plank, and it's only like 30 seconds right now, people, and two minutes of meditation. And so these are all just sort of like, well, let's just hit all areas of the life. So there's, you know, there's food, there's physical, I, I, my, um, I walk every day that's on there. That's like, I don't even need a checkbox for that, but I do have a checkbox for strength training at least twice a week. And so, you know, mental, physical, um, you know, all those sort of, uh, f- physiological, all those sort of things, um, are little checklist items for me. And that's when I realized that as soon as I started drinking that amount of water, the headaches went away. <laughs> So um, if you need to hear that, I just want to let you know, drink a bunch of water. And I figured out 
Uh, we, we've talked about starting small before, and I've got more little start small tips for you. So two minutes of meditation, two minutes of stretching, and like a 30 second, I'm up to 40 seconds actually. I want to get up to a minute or two on the plank. Um, I forget to do them, right? So I'm glad I've got the checklist that sits on my desk because for me, it's out of sight, out of mind. But I uh, aspire to go for my walk in the morning and then come do some stretching and do a plank. And I very often forget to do it. So here I've learned that before I sit down for work, even though I'm now showered and dressed, um, I, I almost always make myself a cup of tea be- when I sit down to work because who can work without something like hot next to them? Not me. Um, but that tea kettle takes a few minutes to come up to a boil and um, and then it, my tea steeps for three minutes. So I take that opportunity, depending on what I need to do, is I'll put the water into boil and I can do two minutes of meditation right there or I can do two minutes of stretching and then the same thing like when I've uh, want the tea steeping I can do my plank I can do my stretching then you know so I'm just using that little um, now every time that I do a thing of tea I think okay do I need to meditate do I need to stretch do I need to do my plank and make sure that I get that done and I felt like such a genius for figuring that out and that is the um uh, thing that Gretchen Rubin talks about is like habit stacking. You know, is when you when you associate two things so that um, when you do one, you remember to do your your next habit. So that's been working really good for me. The only other thing housekeeping wise, um, I wanted to just mention is again, as you can tell, I'm really I'm struggling with um, how much every day seems like the like every other day. I love going on errands now. <laughs> You know, I've always loved going on errands, to be honest with you, but now just getting out of the house is just seems so fun. Um, and I'm also sick of everything we eat. <laughs> I'm sick of every single meal that we make. I feel like we've got, I should count it out. I feel like we've got a pretty big meal rotation, but I'm still sick of it. And I've been feeling pretty uninspired to look for new recipes. Um, and I think that's the thing that needs to change. So I, I, was going through my cookbooks and I um, was just wondering if there were some more I could get rid of. I did get rid of a, a few that made the last cut and I couldn't figure out why. But I pulled out a few um, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to take like these two or three cookbooks and I'm going to find some new recipes in them. Because I, you know, we all own all these cookbooks, right? And I, if you're like me, every cookbook I own, you know, I probably have... I don't know. Well, I mean, some I have more, but a lot of them, I only have like one or two recipes that I make out of it. I'm keeping this whole book in my life because I've got this, I like this one recipe in it. And I thought, you know what, if I like that one recipe, there's probably other recipes that I like and I need to start finding those. And then if I can't, I just need to photocopy that recipe and get this book out of the house. So I have a Rachel Ray 30 Minute Meals cookbook that I got for Christmas one year. And it is really good. It's the, I feel like it's the 30 minute meals number two. My husband eventually got me the the first 30 minute meal one and I didn't like it as well, weirdly. And I have this um, saying about Rachel Ray is that what she, that the, her recipes are not, um, they're not complicated or fancy in any way, but that girl knows what tastes good. <laughs> so we've got this chicken piccata pasta recipe. It's probably the number one Rachel Ray um, recipe that I use over and over again. But I pulled out that cookbook 
with that recipe and started looking through it and um, you know kind of earmarked a few more I also have the Mark Bittman Food Matters cookbook which is really good it's also it, it's just a lot about eating in a more sustainable way he's the um, I don't know if he still does this but he wrote the book called like uh, vegan till six um, so where you know he really tries to um, eat in a vegan way all the way until dinner time and then at dinner he allows himself to have some meat even eat some white bread like that's the if you can avoid it all the other parts of the day then you can kind of um, give yourself those sorts of treats once a day that's kind of so it's an interesting philosophy um, so I started rereading that which was kind of fun so anyways I'm just, I just wanted to kind of encourage you to go um, grab a cookbook that you already love off your shelf and see if you can find a few more things. And I'm just aspiring to make um, one new recipe a week, which I did for years and years. And that's how I built up the repertoire that I have now. But um, we just, we need something that's new and exciting <laughs> every once in a while around here. So I hope you find that useful. Um, I do want to, before I go, I want to thank people for reviews. There were three new reviews, and I can't even tell you how exciting that is. So thank you so much to Gibby560, Danny Mimi Sos, and Carrie Liz. Thank you so much for your such nice reviews. And um, the, the feedback that I'm really getting from these reviews is that you guys like the fact that it's not just like a quilting podcast, that there's... Um, you know, books and shows and some, you know, cleaning tips and things like that. Because, you know, we're not just quilters, right? We're like fully formed human beings and have <laughs> lots of things in common, including our love of, uh, of hot beverages while we, uh, while we sew and knit and crochet and things like that. So thank you so much. And um, I also got quite a few comments um, and emails this in the last couple of weeks. And I love getting those things. I just, I love connecting with you guys. So thank you so much for that. And um, I hope that you have enjoyed whatever you were doing. If you were commuting or sewing or cleaning or whatever you do while you listen to this podcast or sitting there with some handwork and a nice cup of tea, I hope you've enjoyed this time you've spent together. And I will talk to you next time. Take care. Thank you.